From the streets of Corellia to the rings of the wheel, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jonah Marie Macias, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Goins. How's it going, Aaron? I'm excited that you said the wheel. Yes! We actually got to revisit the wheel, and there's like some really cool stuff that happened. On the wheel, that's right. On the wheel, which, like, spoiler alert... Because I feel like this, these episodes that we're going to talk about from Lego All-Stars are like, these are the type of episodes you have to have a spoiler alert because there was stuff that happens in this where you're, it's like a little bit blow your mind. If it you're really if you're a fan does. of like Lego Star Wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're into the Freemaker Adventures, definitely watch the Freemaker Adventures first. Although, I guess... If you watch these, you get the origin, and then you can go into Freemaker Adventures. But yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, my mind was blown, and I actually teared up a few times. <laughs> I just figured because I know sometimes with like Lego Star Wars, the stories, um, you know, you don't necessarily have to throw out like a spoiler alert because it's like very individual stories, especially the the shorts that they did. Mm-hmm. But I felt like these episodes really did tie in to a lot of other things and there were some surprises and stuff so i feel like okay if you have not seen the episodes yet definitely don't listen to us talk about them go watch the episodes and then come back and listen because we don't want to spoil this stuff for you right right oh man so exciting i just wanted to throw that out there (laughs) yes the spoiler wall So that first episode had two. So I I thought there were going to be full episodes, but it turns out that they were divided into two. Um, I guess how long were they? Maybe like twelve minutes each. Yeah, probably. Uh, sections. Yeah, I think they were they were probably closer to ten minute episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know yeah. the exact running time. But yeah, they they did break it up. It almost felt like because the shorts were you know, kind of individual and those, I forget how long those ended up being. Were those only like three or three to five minutes? I was less than five for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then these were like 10 minute shorts almost. It was like different levels of <laughs> like, the, it almost seemed like they weren't meant to be released together, but then they just decided to release them together. Right, right. It was a super short. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And then this one, this first one, was had the the chase of with Han was the first segment and this was this was a really cool episode for us Aaron yeah because because we got to go to Corellia yes yeah. we're on Corellia <laughs> as a particular character <laughs> yes there was a there was a character i think my there's a character that they introduced in this episode that i feel like is is probably the most central character to the star wars you know story now yes like he's pivotal so i (laughs) i I cannot wait to hear more about the uh the racer john air yes john air who yeah we need a whole origin story to this character we need a john air a star wars story movie I think he deserves it. You know, yeah. the, the performance, the, I mean, just the nuance to the character, <laughs> just deep, very deep. Um, I can't. <laughs> You're like trying to take I it can't... all into like these complicated levels, but I'm just giggling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think like, he, yeah. there's, there's so like, well, let's talk about kind of what leads up to the, the introduction of John Air. You know, we want to, okay. we want to give him a proper intro. This is true. This is yeah. true. I got I got a little ahead of myself. I was yeah. so excited. 
but yeah, this episode is set in Corellia, uh, maybe a few days before Solo a Star Wars Story. Yeah, it definitely felt like a like a direct prequel to mm-hmm. the movie, which was really cool to see because Solo is the the most recent of the Star Wars movies, and you know we've we've gotten some books and stuff like that around it, but it was cool to see in animated form a, a very direct connection to this movie. Yeah, yeah, because it leads right into him eventually being captured and starting off those events in the movie. So that that was pretty cool for sure. And so he's in a race. He's entered himself into a race with this other character, this very important character, <laughs> and and he's betting money on it and whatnot. And Pace is the mechanic, so he's looking over Han's ship. Yes, yes. And Pace, we've already seen him in the short, so we kind of got that intro to that character. Right. And I know you had some speculation on his importance to, yeah, to other characters, so we'll, we'll definitely have to touch on that later. Yeah, for sure. But it was cool to see him come back, to see the connection to the shorts, and to see that the shorts kind of, they they weren't just like standalone, you know, separate things, like they actually connected into the continuing story that we see in these these longer episodes, which was really awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and up comes this uh, racer, and his name is John Eyre. And I honestly did not put together what that name was. <laughs> Even it's funny because I do remember looking at the credits because I was looking for a specific name of an actor, and I was reading through it, and I saw that character's name but it didn't click (laughs) what what this character's name meant and I thought oh my gosh when I found out I was freaking out (laughs) yes yes I actually worse than you like you not noticing it you had seen the episode and not noticed it I hadn't even seen the episode yet oh yeah that's right I was behind so when I saw the tweet I was like what are what are what's going on because you were (laughs) because I think it was Bill it was Bill, that's Bill right. Mott. Yeah. Um, who he... So for people that are listening to this, I have no idea why we're so excited about this. We should probably at least someone explain. Oh, yeah, that's right. We oh. should explain. <laughs> so apparently the creators of the show, because of us, you know, podcasting about Freemakers and, you know, kind of being supportive of their of, of their show from the beginning, they wanted to give us a shout out and name this character um, a combination name after you and I. So John Air being Jonah, Jonah Marie and Aaron, yeah, combined. Yeah. So, so yes. Yeah, so I saw on Twitter from Bill asking if we had noticed the name and where it might have come from, and I'm like, I haven't even seen the episode yet. So I quickly ran to my computer and and didn't even watch the episode. Just like skipped to the part where that, that character showed up, <laughs> so I could take a screenshot. Um, so yes, it was um, it was pretty cool. It was it was like this. This a bit of a surreal, surreal moment to see because I was watching it with subtitles. So like I in Han Solo says the name, which was right. kind of cool too. So it was like this whole like, oh wow, this is like I'm watching Star Wars, but I'm like I'm hearing a reference to myself. So, <laughs> so Bill and Bob, uh, I don't think they could have given a better gift to us for um you know their their way to thank us. But like holy cow, that was an amazing gift. To get. That really was, yeah, and and I was 
commenting, I had commented on the episode and I said, this is another great episode. And that's when Bill popped in and said, Hey, did you happen to notice this character's name? And I, and I went back to, cause I had taken a screen cap of the, of the character list. And then I see the name again and that's when it really clicked for me. And I was this, at this point it was about midnight in Eastern time. So I screamed <laughs> and I was not afraid to wake up my, my neighbors. And yeah, that was, that's a pretty cool shout out. And yeah, we're super grateful and thankful for that. When I saw the tweet, I totally thought, because I looked at the credits first, because I think he screenshotted the credits and, and put it on Twitter and circled the name. And so I'm like, okay, there's a background character named John Eyre. Like, that's awesome. And then I started watching the episode, and like right within the first two minutes of the episode, this character shows up. Is not a not a background character, a speaking character. And the name is spoken out loud by Han Solo, and the character shows up multiple times throughout the episode. So I was like, oh, wow, it's not even just like, oh, I named this background alien after you. Like, it was an actual, like, character from the episode. Right. So we really wanted to take Han's money. <laughs> so real talk, though, Jonah, did you have to look up the, the species name? I didn't because you had mentioned it in the tweet. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, there it is. That's what it is. But I did recall that we had seen that species before in The Force Awakens. And I, yeah, but yeah, I didn't know it from the top of my head. And it, it's a Dowuton. Do, is that how you pronounce it? Dowuton, I guess. I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I just saw, like, it was very recognizable the species was because of the, the character that's in Maz's castle, you know, Grumgar, um, who's kind of like lounging in that chair, the giant chair. And, um, and that, that species just shown up in, you know, some of the video games. And so I've seen that species a lot, but did not know what the, the species name was. So I did have to look it up. So. Got it. <laughs> but I, and then of course it's like, okay, is there a minifig out there that, you know, cause I would love to have a, a Joan Air minifig. Because I already have the the Han Solo speeder set. That's right. So like you could have the Han Solo speeder set with Han in it, and then you could have like John Air standing next to the speeder. And there's not there's not any minifigs of that of that alien species, which I was very mm. surprised. I thought for sure like Maz's castle would have had one. I didn't even know there was a Maz's castle Lego set. <laughs> there is there is a Maz's castle Lego set, but unfortunately it does not have a Dawuton uh, minifig. So maybe a future set will, or, you know, we could, we could figure out somebody to custom one for us. Yeah. There's a few custom people out there. I'm sure we can convince them to do that. <laughs> but enough about John Eyre. That's right. I forget. It's not just about him. <laughs> there's more, to fun, you know, there's more to that character. I think he, you know, I think that the 10,000 credits that he needed, he was probably funding the rebellion with that. You know, he's he's actually a good guy, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's more to be told. I, I confirmed it. I, I, I tweeted out my thoughts on it, and Bob Bob Roth uh, replied and said that there's more to be told. So, so I'm expecting <laughs> a full episode about John Eyre. Yes. <laughs> we need this to happen now. <laughs> but beyond that, um, the one, one cool thing I really liked about this episode was the you know it felt like we were talking about how it's kind of a direct prequel to solo the star a star wars story um not only was it visually very 
similar to that movie. But even the music cues were were very similar to that movie. So I like that they they took that extra that extra detail and you know made it visually and audibly um, you know kind of in that movie. Yeah, yeah, especially when they had jumped when Pace and Han escaped the uh, Proxima's goons and they had jumped into that um, de- whatever it was that took them away. There was that soundtrack from the movie there and I thought, oh, that's a really good way to tie it up as well. So yeah, that's a great point you brought up. Yeah, and um, it's Mike, Michael Kramer, right? He's He did the music for these two? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's awesome. And then we head over to Pace's workshop. Well, not really his workshop. He works for someone else, sadly. And his name is Mr. Growly. <laughs> <laughs> might be my favorite name. I mean, other than John Eyre. But it might be my favorite name from these these episodes, Mr. Growly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very fitting for a mean boss. And we'd also discover that he's working on a Jedi Starfighter. Right, which we had seen in one of the shorts that he was working on a Jedi Starfighter. That's right. And it's funny because I went back to that short out of curiosity, and it definitely connects to the other Jedi Starfighter that we'll see in the next episode. So it, it was a cool way for them to introduce it and, and not really give away too much, and but still give us that fun connection. Yeah. And we got a nice shout-out to something from The Last Jedi, because uh, Pace's dream is to go to Canto Bight. Right. And I love that he had a presentation similar to Gurbala. <laughs> and Han was like, I've seen it before. Yes. <laughs> it's like, this isn't the first time that Pace has told him, which I think is funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, Han has the great idea, because they still have to get this money, you know, to, to pay to pay John Air. They, they owe him, or I guess Han owes him 10,000 credits. And so Han's idea is to go um, raid like an imperial uh, place, right? Using the Jedi Starfighter for their accelerates, which is something new, right? Because I don't remember hearing that before. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't remember hearing it before either. So we'd have to, yeah. we'd have to Wikipedia that one. I did, and it didn't oh, okay. pop up. Okay, so it is <laughs> Unless new. I was spelling it wrong, but <laughs> I, I tried different variations of the word, and nothing was coming up. Oh. I liked when they were running away from the TIE Fighters. And oh, yeah. the TIE Fighters' wings get knocked off, and it falls onto the assembly line, and then just puts new wings back on it, and it flies back up, and they're like, not right. fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and it just, I really like seeing more of Corellia, even though it's in Lego form. It, it was really cool to see other parts of it, because in solo Star Wars story, it's kind of dark for a part of it and we don't really stay there for too long so it was nice to get a little view of it in the in the lego form yes yeah you're right because in in solo we get to see what we get to see the kind of the white worms lair we get to see the docks and then we get to see kind of the imperial you know i guess kind of almost like recruitment center but also Something else was going on there too, almost like a border where they were letting people in and out. So, yeah, and it was very, that's pretty much it. We didn't get to explore the planet much. So, this mm-hmm. was, it was cool to get to fly around 
Corellia. Yeah, even though they were leaving pieces of Jedi Starfighter behind. <laughs> we'll go back for that piece. <laughs> you have to feel so bad for uh, for Pace. This is like his life's project. Right, and he needs yeah. it to sell. And then, you know, Han, of course, is causing all this trouble. Yeah, and then we find out that the person who bought it from Pace is Grabala. I was so happy to see Grabala. Me too. It was such a great surprise because they're leading up to this moment. And I thought, who's who bought this thing? <laughs> and it's him. And it's not even for him. It's for it's for a gift, a birthday gift. <laughs> right. Yeah. Three huts involved in this deal. Yeah. Grabala is making the deal who I guess he's bringing it to Jabba, who then I guess was going to give it as a gift to Gracchus the hut. Right, which is a comic book character, right? Right, that's a reference to the Marvel comic book character, Gracchus, um, who is a very interesting hut that shows up in the ongoing Star Wars series that's running now, um, who employs mechanical legs and also collects Sith and Jedi artifacts. Whoa. So it actually, not only did they name drop him, but even the fact that he'd be wanting a Jedi Starfighter fits with the character as told in the comics because he collects uh, Jedi artifacts, which a Jedi Starfighter would, would fit there. So I thought it was really good, really, I mean, bravo to the uh, the writers on this one. Yeah, that's that pretty reference. cool. And yeah. for people that didn't, you know, people that don't read the comics, they're just like, oh, that's a cool sounding hut name. But people that do read the comics probably really... Really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. And I like that when Jabba calls the, uh, the uh, it's not a phone, but the communicator <laughs> vibrates. <laughs> and Bash, Ram and Bash are there too. So he's like, don't pick it up. Don't answer it. Don't answer it. Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't answer it. Don't, don't, don't answer that. <laughs> And um, that, I forget what happens next. They start I, chasing after him. Yeah, after I like Pace the and... in that scene. There's a, a part where he's he, he turns to to reference Pace, and Pace is gone. Oh yes, that's right. And he's right. like, "Was no one holding him? No one thought to hold him." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Oh my gosh, it's so funny the comedic cues in this series and it's always i mean grabala is you know responsible for so many especially in this episode um as soon as he showed up the comic the comic level went up you know the 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 comedic level Um, yeah i think pretty much they just han and han and pace escape the clutches of grabala and then they're you know the plan is to to send pace in this crate to um get off planet which to get thinks, off the planet, yeah. Thinks he's going to. I guess he initial uh, stop here is Kethmandi, right? Right. Yeah. Is that also a known planet or a new one? Um, I didn't recognize the name, but me neither. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of established planets out there, so it could be. I figured you would know, Aaron. Yeah, I don't know everything. <laughs> <laughs> I do rely on Google sometimes. <laughs> and. Um... What is it? Um, Han, specifically, I like this point someone made. Uh, someone I was talking to earlier made that Han, when he, in the movie, 
he gets his last name and and he's event he's asked you know who are his people and he says i have no people like that part of the movie made, is sad on its own but knowing now that he knew pace at least Canaan Canaan adjacent wise that he knew pace and he has to ship pace away you know he doesn't really have anyone besides Kira now and so it made, mm. it made, it made that scene even a, a bit more sad <laughs> yeah it kind of makes you wonder what the the relationship between Han and pace like where that started how they met because you it, pace doesn't look like he's the type that's you know he's working in a shop you know, with mm-hmm. with uh, Growly, so he's not part of the White Worms. He's not you know part of that kind of gang. So what was the connection? How did they meet? Um, and are they friends or are they just kind of like they have to do, put up with each other? Yeah, I think I, th- <laughs> I think Han considers him a friend, sort of like Hondo considers Obi Wan a friend, <laughs> but Obi Wan doesn't consider Hondo a friend. Right. Yeah. And I think the same goes for Pace. Pace doesn't really consider Han a friend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then we get to see John Air again, the star of this episode. Yeah, the noble John Air got you know it wasn't his fault. He got shot in the back. That's right, so. he did. But I did like that he said that he finished the race. At <laughs> one point in the episode, he said he finished the race on foot. <laughs> I finished it without you, on foot. Because his speed are wrecked, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it shows his, his tenacity and strength. That he's, he, he's willing to do that. You know, he's, he finishes what he started, starts. Exactly. So, no, he's a, good, he's a good guy. You know, I think um, there's more to come from John Eyre. That's this is not the last we're gonna see of him stunned on the ground. That can't that can't be his end. No, no, no it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's pretty much it to the end of the episode. Pace finally gets his wish and gets off Corellia, but it's not really entirely what he wants, which is to be on Canto Bite. Yeah, yeah. There's a the end of the first half of the episode. That's right. Which then we get yeah. introduced to um Lena. Mm-hmm. Lena, the scam artist, I, I, I'd like to think of her as, at least in this part of the episode. Yeah, that's right. She's, she tries to steal a, a, uh, a necklace from this wealthy woman. Well, I don't remember whether the woman was wealthy or not, but she definitely got that necklace. That she kind of... It kind of implied she was wealthy. Yeah. Um, and then she did take the necklace from her, but only to give it back to the merchant that got ripped off. So That's right. It was yeah. very kind of her. And Lena... Right away, and even in the the shorts um, when we were introduced to her, I definitely thought of her um, as a Cordy like character. She had a very, uh, she seemed a lot like Cordy to me, mm-hmm. and even in her voice. And I'm thinking it's a different voice actor, right? Yes, it's okay. a different voice actor. That's but right. the voice sounds very similar. So I was yeah. kind of I was getting Cordy vibes even at this point. Yeah, Jasmine Savoy Brown. Yeah, she did a fantastic job performing that character. And I like the way that the that Lena handled herself. It was very courty like. <laughs> yes, yes. And she had a partner. Uh That's right. Zradka. Uh, Zradka, <laughs> the Kowakian monkey lizard, which Kowakian monkey lizards getting a lot of love in Star Wars animation right now because they had that whole episode of resistance with a bunch of them. Yeah, and Poe does not like them po does, at po all. Poe hates them. He hates them. <laughs> Which is cool. Yeah. I, I love that episode of Resistance, by the way. Yeah, that was a yeah. great one. Should yeah. we do a full review? 
<laughs> let's go. Let's start. Yeah, it. let's just start now. No. <laughs> but yeah, this monkey lizard. I, they definitely. I want to meet a monkey lizard that's actually good because right. I feel like all of them are very bad. <laughs> yeah, they're doing the whole Star Wars thing where it's like one species is all one way, right? Right. Right. They need to break. They need to break from that and show us a, a very kind and giving an upstanding Kawakian monkey lizard. That's right. Um, like our Duwotan du- friend. Right. Yes, John exactly. Air. Like John Air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have never done that. No. <laughs> we're just going to keep bringing him up and everything. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're introduced to Chewbacca. Chewbacca is in this episode, this part of the episode. Yes, it's cool to see. We got the Han Solo episode first, and now we're getting a Chewbacca. And it's kind of because we, the connection with Pace, you know, so then we get to kind of place this timeline wise. So it's kind of cool to see kind of a parallel story of like what Han's doing at this time and what Chewbacca's doing at this time because they haven't met yet. That's right. And I also like that this part of the episode takes place on the ring of Kafrene, I guess, a Kafreen. I don't know how to pronounce anything in Star Wars, no, apparently. Okay. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, right, right. Yeah, so it is, it kind of, it's interesting to think of like what, because what's Chewbacca doing there? Yeah, you know, that's like, right. Um, because we are introduced to Chewbacca in the solo movie as a prisoner of the Empire, and you almost kind of get an impression that he was imprisoned by the Empire, but previously was with his family oh i didn't get that i don't know maybe that's just my own like bringing my own baggage into that movie but i kind of assumed um that he was with his family previous to that but yeah that's Mm -hmm. true that might be just legend stuff creeping in for me (laughs) Uh, yeah i thought i thought him being captured here and sort of sacrificing himself i thought this was a sort of a prequel to uh, him being imprisoned in solo Star Wars story. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's kind of like, is he, is he like a criminal kind of like Han is, or is he like, what is his, what is he up to? Why is he being chased by the empire? Right. Um, I don't know. Or is he already associated <laughs> with the rebels? Who knows? Oh, that's true. Maybe. Or maybe the stormtroopers just wanted to be evil and stormtroopers and just... maybe they're maybe stormtroopers are told if you see a Wookiee, capture them because we're going to use them for labor. Oh so yeah, maybe, maybe maybe they just chased him purely based on him being a Wookiee. Yeah, sadly. Hmm. And and Lena, very good of her, helps him. She helps him uh, successfully. She hides him as a carpet. <laughs> Which yes. oh my goodness I'm just now making the connection of uh, Han calling him a walking carpet. Yeah of uh, yeah oh was it no it was Leia right or Leia yeah yeah <laughs> where Leia calls him a walking carpet literally just making that connection. Yeah <laughs> I didn't make it I didn't make it before so it's definitely blowing my mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> he literally hid as a carpet. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> But a furry carpet. Yes, unsuccessfully though, because they are still still stunned and captured. Yeah, because uh, what's his name again? Zrad Zradka. Zradka uh, betrayed. betrayed. Yeah. Yes, he had already stolen some of her stuff when she wasn't looking, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Like every time she turned her head, he like grabbed one more, one more bar. <laughs> 
Uh, and so they're imprisoned. They're taken to a labor camp. There are they are in the process of being taken to a labor camp in one of those fancy trains. It'd be cool to have one of those trains. Uh, in, in real life, is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Which I thought it was a, it was kind of an interesting coincidence that Chewbacca has already, you know, he's already had experience on a conveyex mm-hmm. previous to the solo movie. So when when um, the crew basically takes in Han and Chewbacca. They didn't even know that they had somebody already with experience. Right. Yeah. And so. you kind of get the feeling that Chewbacca knows how to handle himself on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially with Han falling around everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So he, I guess he, he had already been on one. He had already faced troopers with the mag boots and all of that stuff. So he, um, this, that was like old hat for him by the time Solo came around. Yeah. <laughs> And within the, uh, what's it called again? Conveyance? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So within there, they're, uh, they have a little uh, server droid that's giving them food. And it did not look edible. It did not. Mm, no. The green slime. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that uh, Corporal Estoc, I think that was her name, mm-hmm. is back. She was in the Freemakers Adventure series, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think she had shown up one in one episode. It was the Leia episode, I think, if I remember correctly. You have a better memory than me because I have forgotten about her. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she they were only, they only used her once and I was kind of sad that we never saw her again. But then I was happy that we had Plume Striker and and Durpin show up more more often. <laughs> oh yeah, still no Durpin Plume Striker appearance in these episodes. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Nothing yet. <laughs> and then there's the they're trying to convince the, the the droid that he has the force. I think that's what it was. Yes. <laughs> yes this droid was funny this droid had some of the the best lines in this episode i thought like, yeah I just... and it, it helps that he was voiced by matthew wood so yeah, you get that roger you, feeling you can there. hear the roger in the voice for sure <laughs> and then he says like uh i was unaware droids were capable of a connection to the force but i like how he falls for it like these droids because roger kind of fell for it too in the short where he thought he was using the force Right. <laughs> and then this droid kind of quickly falls for it. So you wonder, is that, is that a common thing with droids that they kind of all dream of being Force users? Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. But I like when they start to attack him and he's like, this is inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they overload him with energy to the point where he just bursts and, and <laughs> <laughs> makes this hole in the conveyix. Yes. And he's like, that was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and and so uh, Chewbacca eventually, sadly, uh, sacrifices himself for Lena. So yes. I thought that was very, very nice of him, very noble. Hmm. Yes. So are you thinking this is what led to his ultimate capture? I think so. I think oh, this is what okay. it leads him into that pit in 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 Star Wars in Solo Star Wars story. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I like this. I like the uh, I like them using these stories, these Lego All Star stories, to kind of make direct connections. You know, it's not even like they're doing these really offshoot stories. They're literally directly connecting to the the movies. I right. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to like Han. 
you know, gets captured by Proximus and goons. So, uh, and then that leads right into the coaxium thing. So I Mm -hmm. thought that was that, that this whole thing was pretty neat how they all tied it in together. Yeah. Um, and then, so Ch- what? Chewie throws her off the conveyor into the water, so to save her, and then he he gets captured, um, and then she she ultimately gets or she what sneaks back into town. She yeah, she sneaks into the the base that's there as a way to get off eventually. But she's she finds Grabala in the process. Grabala is trying to find Pace. <laughs> literally bumps into Grabala. Yeah. I'm so petite. He's questioning. Yeah, you didn't see me. I'm so petite. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And and then she hops into the same speeder that Pace is in, and this is how they meet. And I thought, oh yay, this is where the fun begins. Although it's been a fun episode before that, <laughs> but I, I was just so happy to see those two finally meet up because now the theory of them being freemakers is coming to play. It's, it's just coming together. Yeah, your ship is happening. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> they make for a good team, and there were some funny moments with them and the speeder. Ultimately, they decide to use the same technique to get off planet and get into another crate, which they think, I believe this is the, they actually think this one's going to Canto Bite. Right, because it had the label. It said Canto Bite yeah. on it, and so they're they're super excited, and then right when they're about to be shipped off, the Imperial goes, oh, no, no, that's going to Vandor. <laughs> <laughs> And for a second, I I didn't con- it didn't connect with me that Vandor was the planet that we also see in Solo Star Wars story. Is that the planet that has the the place where they first meet Lando? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, we got this. So the next, if we're moving into the next episode now, right? Episode yes, two. We are. Um, episode two, which also had two parts. And the first part gives us a, a Lando story, which is a, a direct continuation. So we get Pace and Lena right off the bat. They're they they're in a, like a cantina type situation, and then Pace is trying to convince her, like, "Hey, we can work together. We can be a team." Yeah, but then she feels like she's been betrayed. She also has uh, people coming after her, so she feels like it's a troubled mix, and and they should just be separate. And yeah, and I was like, no. <laughs> You're like, no, wait, wait, no, you have to, yeah. But it worked out because they decided that it would be better to work together, and then that's when Lando randomly shows up. <laughs> Lando shows up to recruit them. Um, I did. I was impressed with with who did the voice for Lando. Right, and his name is Zeno Robinson. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought that was a fantastic performance too. I had I I had to look it up because I was kind of, I was starting to think it might have actually been Donald Glover, right? That's how yeah, close the same. he nailed it. Like it, he did a really good job. Where I was, it was a it was different enough that I was like, okay, maybe it's Donald Glover. Because um, sometimes when you hear an actor voice their own character, but in mm-hmm. animation, the voice is a little different. It's almost like they try to like animate it up a little bit, right? And so I thought, okay, this is Donald Glover just trying to do an animated version of Lando. And so I, and by the end of the episode, I, I had to look it up, and then it wasn't him. I was like, wow, that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. And I also liked L3, um, played yeah. by Abigail Marlowe. So I thought, yeah, they did really great in, in portraying those characters. 
and so cool to see those two characters together again um, in something other than the movie. Right, right. Especially given what happens. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> all three don't go. Um, spoilers for Solo's Star Wars story. <laughs> I mean, but this, these, these whole, all these episodes are spoilers in a way. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. If you haven't seen, you should probably see Solo before you watch these movies or before yeah. you watch these, uh, these shorts. It's it's nice making the connections in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grabala had his own agent on this planet. Yes, Prue. <laughs> <laughs> Who I didn't really know all that well. Apparently, they had appeared in the Force Awakens. Was it? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's an established character. Prue is I, okay. Yeah, yeah. I had looked them up on. Uh, Wikipedia, but now I can't remember where else they were placed in the timeline. And I just love how Garbala says, "I'll make you very, a uh, very rich, whatever you whatever are." You are. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Man, that's kind of that's mean." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I honestly I couldn't tell either, and I I probably would have said the same thing. <laughs> it was yeah, I was thinking the same thing because I'm like I was as I saw the character, I was like, "Oh, what species is that?" Right. And then Grabala literally says, whatever you are. And I was like, oh, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What he is. <laughs> and, and then so Lando takes them over to the Millennium Falcon, the very pristine Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, I love that L3 says, uh, she, she says something about pretty eyes i forget what it is and pace takes that as a compliment yeah <laughs> well i'm flattered <laughs> and and so yeah their whole the whole purpose of joining lando is so that they can get these coruska gems and i first of all i love that name coruska that's that's a pretty cool name right there and and i love the look of the gem itself and the fact that it's on this comet and you have to uh, attack not not attack it but pulverize it in a way to in order to get pieces from it right yeah and so lando has this plan that they're gonna you know break off pieces of this and then catch them mm-hmm. this giant mm-hmm. comet. and that's what makes it dangerous because yeah. they're super hard and they can destroy your ship yeah and so they use the escape pod so it was kind of cool to see them detach that and get to see um, the Falcon kind of with that notch out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Selena and Pace are working together and eventually Grabala and Estoc appear and uh, they kind of get the impression that Lando could betray them. And I, I just love the way that Pace uh, approaches the situation because Lena is, is, is convincing him to leave and so that they can save themselves because they have the Koroska gems let's just go and Pace just he basically says um, it's not about who he is it's about who we are so just because he's acting like a jerk doesn't mean that we should as well and I really love that message there yeah yeah in in court in uh oh man I almost called her Cordy oh yeah (laughs) even in this moment it was kind of like that's kind of a Cordy move you would think yeah (laughs) <laughs> but then as Pace is, is being, you know, kind of giving that good lesson, I was like, oh, that's very Rowan-like. 
It is. You know, I was thinking, okay, there's the connection. You know, like there's a Cordy like character. Now there's a Rowan like character. Yeah, so, I know. really love that. <laughs> <laughs> and so they use the Coruscant gems to uh, send them hurtling towards uh, Gravala's ship. And he's like, oh, look at the size of those gems. <laughs> Coming right at us. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, Estoc's record remains tarnished now. <laughs> she yeah. had a perfect record, but not anymore. <laughs> yes. And and now they have to escape and try to find a place to hide. And Cantobite is not that place. No, Cantobite's not a good place to go, according to Lando. If you're trying to hide from the Empire. No. no so, not a... <laughs> so he takes them to of. All places, the wheel. The wheel. Oh, so good. I wonder I, if there was I, anybody that was watching the show at this point where that's this is where it clicked. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like. <laughs> I, I was watching it because I had watched it a few minutes, uh, maybe 20 minutes or so before it aired. And so I was freaking out and I and I thought I should just watch it live again. <laughs> and so I watched it twice in a row. It was that good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, taking them to the wheel. Oh, that was so genius. And Mando tells them to, you know, not use their real names because then they'd be kind of foolish to call it Pace's Workshop. Right. But they're free to make up anything they want. Yes. Free I thought that was make. genius. Free makers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. That, that's the part that made me tear up because I thought, oh, man, Lando helped them become the Freemakers. That's crazy to me. Well, all the connections, once you realize this is the beginning of the Freemaker family, and then you start to realize all the other people that were connected to it. Mm-hmm. And, well, even, like, we'll talk about the next episode that comes up and, and kind of all of that, too. But it is. It's a little bit like, oh, wow, like, this isn't just some random family. They actually had connections to Lando and Han and... Chewbacca. Right. Cool. Uh, yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> and and they tell him to grow a mustache. They tell Pace to grow a mustache. And I thought and I was laughing because that's that was Xander's big thing. Xander and Roger. That was their big thing, you know, wear wear a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that was their that must have been what they were taught, you know, like if you ever need to be in disguise, just get a mustache. Nobody yeah. will recognize you. <laughs> And and so Lena decides to stay and asks if he needs a partner. And it's such a beautiful ship. It's it's gorgeous. Uh, I just ugh, I have so many feelings. There's an almost <laughs> kiss at the end too. There is. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> they didn't quite show the connect. You know, it was kind of like they started to kiss. The the lips puckered and then they 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 cut away. Zoomed out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually had to go oh. back and rewatch it because I was like, did they kiss or did they not kiss? <laughs> I need to see this. Oh, they didn't kiss. But my, I was kind of the same thing. I was like, I was totally shipping them. Yeah. Uh, but I just love the stare that she, the look that she gives him when he says that, that, that whole thing about it's not about what he is. It's about who we are. And she sees him as an honest partner. And this is someone that she can potentially develop more of a relationship with and it just oh it made my heart so so warm inside <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the end of that segment yes and then we get one more 
which was was very cool too. But this one starts. This is like a Chewbacca Han story. Yes, another together. So this is post a uh, solo star a Star Wars story. Yes, and some time has passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're being chased by Awan Zek, who was also in the Freemaker Adventures. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He was going after Hondo at the time, though. <laughs> yes, I do remember that character. Mm-hmm. And and they're they get into this lift, this elevator, and <laughs> and Alvin Zek and his guys had climbed up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> we took the stairs. <laughs> oh gosh, that was great. But they were following them because they had hadn't given him a um a specific piece, uh, right. a Clone Wars era piece, and. And I love that Han, uh, Han goes, oh, I, I know everything of it. I, I know everything about the Clone Wars. <laughs> and it cuts away, and, it, and then he says, I don't know anything about the Clone <laughs> Wars. <laughs> but I know someone that does. Yes, yeah, and that's where Pace comes into play, and he's he has his little mustache on. <laughs> yes, we get we get to they go back to the wheel, and we get to see the Freemakers. Now some time has passed, so. At first, when I saw the mustache, I was like, wow, he really grew a good mustache. <laughs> but it, I guess it's fake. It's not It's not real. No. No. <laughs> Although that would be a fun minifig to get a Pace minifig with a big mustache. Yeah. Do they have mustache Lego pieces? They do. They do it in an interesting way where the piece actually sits below the head. And it kind of... It's like a, a little ring that sits below the head, and then the mustache is connected to it. So the head kind of hides the ring. Oh, So it what? looks like the mustache is like connected to the front of the face. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, that's cool. Pretty ingenious design, but they do have minifigs with mustaches. Oh man, I need to get a little mustache so I can put it on Xander and and, <laughs> and Rowan as well as Cordy because Cordy also wore <laughs> wore one. She wore a beard actually. But, <laughs> but uh we yeah, we get to see little baby Xander and little baby Cordy and they were so unbelievably cute. I, it's ah, so adorable. Yes, yeah, Xander Xander especially because he could speak at this point. Mm-hmm. Just his little lines all throughout the episode were just completely adorable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that well, I was kind of wondering though, like, why is Xander already wearing season two Freemaker clothes? That's right, he was. He was wearing season two <laughs> Freemaker. Uh, yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> I mean, I guess they just got a closet full of stuff, and they just happened to wear the same outfits all of season one, and then they changed to a different outfit for season two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the baby clothes match the season two stuff. I don't know why it bothered me. <laughs> like, literally, like when he comes out, I'm like, wait, why is he already wearing season two stuff? Like, where's the yellow shirt? Where's the sleeveless yellow shirt? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the way he was saying spaceship was just so cute. And of course, Han and Chewie turn up at that moment. And I love the little twitch that Pace oh, has <laughs> when he sees Han. <laughs> yeah, his little Lego face paint twitches. That's good. <laughs> and I love that he puts the I love that he puts Xander down. He's like, I'm I'm gonna you know go out of my mind right now. So close your eyes. <laughs> And then him and Han just have like a little slap fight. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> just like hitting hands. 
Oh gosh, yeah, so great. <laughs> and so they find out that you know they Han needs help, and and uh, Lena convinces Pace to help. Yes, I love that. Um, they're like, this is the Millennium Falcon. She's like, wait, what? This is the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, what did you do to it? Like, they did not even recognize the ship. <laughs> That's right, and I love that the piece fell as. <laughs> As they were talking about it. Oh, yeah. He really beat up that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and so they end up going to this other planet to get this Clone Wars era piece. And it's a it's a place where there's a whole bunch of, of wreckage to for for any good salvager to pick up. Yeah, I guess it was a, the location of a big battle in mm-hmm. the Clone Wars. So there's a lot of. A lot of wreckage there, including a downed droid control ship. Yeah, yeah, and a whole bunch of other battle droids. And the way the Xander makes it, uh, makes that that word, that says that word is so adorable, battle droid. <laughs> <laughs> and finally they find their peace, but the thing is there's a Zillow beast on this planet, which is so cool. Yeah, I never thought we'd see a Zillow beast again. Right? That was kind of like a Clone Wars thing, the Clone Wars animated series thing. Yeah. But yeah. but no, that was a surprise. I was happy to see Zillow Beast show up. And and so they end up having to run into the the uh, battle droid ship and I love that they had made a reference to Cordy being uh that they were so thankful that Cordy hadn't woken up because then that then you're dealing with a monster. Yeah, that's the real. Yeah. Do not wake her up. <laughs> And and he gets the idea, Pace gets the idea that they can use this to their advantage. Yeah, they can activate the droids, which then I guess will um, attack the Zillabies and distract it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as they're escaping one droid, there's this one droid who's <laughs> running away from the the fight that's happening, and that's Roger. Oh man, that was so. The introduction of Roger in this episode is is great. So great. He's just like, and that's enough fighting. <laughs> yeah. Retreat. <laughs> You're like, his, right away. I was like, yep, that's Roger. <laughs> that's Roger. Yeah, and his arm gets stuck in the little beasts foot or hand or whatever it was and and that's how he loses his arm that's why he has a different colored arm mm-hmm. yeah right. oh my all, god I just, all the I just origin stories it. we get them all <laughs> i just love it all and and then um as they're about to escape they pick up a starfighter yes and it turns out to be skywalker's starfighter yes. I thought it was notable to me that Xander actually, you could say in a way, was responsible for saving Roger. Yeah. Because he caught the attention of his, of of Pace saying, you know, saying battle droid, battle droid. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's and so like Pace is like, okay, hurry up. You know, like whereas I don't think if Xander hadn't hadn't have said that, they probably would have just left Roger behind. <laughs> they would have, sadly. Um, but and, yes, and... the Jedi Starfighter thing was awesome to to mm-hmm. see that they because um, Han. You know, he's the reason why Pace lost his Jedi Starfighter. Yeah. And so that yeah. was a, it. Was a cool move of him to uh, sna- to snag one up, and then it turned, like you said, turned out to be not just anybody's Jedi Star Starfighter, but actually Anakin's. So, yeah. Which is kind of hard to believe Anakin left one behind, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's there and uh, and actually going a little bit back to um han saying that uh, pace had said that he had ruined his life and i just love the the look on lena's face <laughs> he's like i love you too i love you babe <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which, Which led, led to, you. to you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so they have to reprogram Roger because he thought that's uh, that he has to go and and start destroying the Jedi. Yes. <laughs> go back to destroying Jedi. <laughs> yeah, she was like a little less destroy the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that little Xander was hugging Roger. That's how he gets his name. Yes, a sweet, sweet moment. I, Xander, baby Xander is adorable. Super very, adorable. Very adorable. Yes, <laughs> he's <laughs> he's very much. He he already likes his spaceships. Yeah, you know, he's interested in technology. But it's yeah, too I bad did. they didn't find an opportunity for him to say something like superstar or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I do, I do love how this uh, starfighter, this particular starfighter, connects to the um, "It Gets Ugly" short, where he tells Hera and Valeria the story of of his first master and its pace. So, and that's the starfighter that he was working on, and unfortunately, he gets trashed. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying but to he remember. Makes it ugly. He makes an ugly out of oh, it. Oh, that's right. Okay, so it does, in a way, kind of survive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Anakin Starfighter is still, still there in a, in, in a way. <laughs> yes, in a, in a zombified <laughs> Frankenstein right. kind of way, monster kind of way. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was it. That's the end of that that sh- that episode. And now I'm curious to know what happens to Pace and Lena. Yeah, I mean, these the the surprising thing about this Lego All Stars, uh, Star Wars All Stars series is that it's basically like a sequel to the Freemaker Adventures <laughs> in many ways. I mean, it's it's so connected. And in the shorts, you know, we're all narrate, narrated by Roger. So mm-hmm. you have that connection all through that. And then right away we're introduced to Pace and, and Lena, who turn out to be the Freemaker parents. So it's like, oh, my goodness, this is like just an extension of the Freemakers show, which I remember when they announced lego star wars all-stars i was like okay that's cool but it's not freemakers but now i'm like oh it is freemakers so um yeah it's it's very cool i think more than i expected as a a big fan of the freemakers series you know and kind of knowing that the season two was the end of that series exactly it was like i i had hoped there might be something maybe some comic books come out or some you know maybe introduce some of the characters into some of the stories but to have an entire another kind of Lego series that that gets into some of those big questions you and I had, you know, who were their parents? Like that, this is stuff that we talked about, mm-hmm. you know, and now we're getting <laughs> told these stories. So that's so awesome. Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm, I'm terrified to know what happens <laughs> to find out what happens to them. Like they, I, they retired to Canto bite and let the kids take over the shop. I would hope that's the case. <laughs> or do we know that, did they ever reference that their parents were dead? No, okay. I don't think so. No. Okay, so yeah, they, they totally are going to retire on Canto Bite. I hope so. Bill and yeah. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> already, I mean, they already wrote it, so it's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's, already, there's no change in what happens at this point. Yeah, so they have 
they have a, a way of showing us what happens with those two final episodes. So we'll see. Yes, and there's um so there's one more or two more full episodes, meaning there's probably four more small episodes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I'm excited. I know. Oh man. We'll do, we'll do at least one more uh one more Star Scavengers to cover those. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, and that's it for this episode. All right. Well, um, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Star Scavengers. You can find us on iTunes, and you can leave us a review. You know, we we're still doing a couple episodes here and there, so you know, leave us a review. Um, <laughs> and you know, we're on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff too. Um, and the show is kind of back temporarily for the the Lego All Star stuff, and then we'll see what comes after that. So yeah. um, we'll see if there's an excuse to talk about Lego. We could always just start, start buying some sets and building them, Jonah. That's true. We could yeah. and just talk about our Lego building experiences. Right, right. That means you'd have to go out and buy a set, though. <laughs> I do. And, and I really want to get now. I really want to get the <laughs> I want to get the Han Solo um, speeder yes. that you have. So yes. I, I want to get that because. I want to try to find a custom of John Air. <laughs> okay. Touch base with me after I actually have, there is a minifig out there that uses kind of that bigger minifig body style mm-hmm. that basically John Air is in the show. Um, but it, it's, it's some other, I forget what it's from. I think it might be from Avengers or something, but oh. it's actually a character that has similar like facial tusks. Gotcha. So I think if you buy that minifig, you could probably do a custom paint job. I could, and do for sure. Here. So I'll, I'll send you a link, but we can talk. We can talk after. Yes. Oh, <laughs> plans are in motion. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then, guys. So until next time, be a builder, and may the force be with you. 